Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm Roger. And I'm Dusty. My brothers and sisters in Christ, join us every Thursday as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday lives. Roger, we have a very interesting program, I think, lined up. Not necessarily so different than what we do, because we're always doing and diving into places that let us discuss our faith and explore our faith a little bit further, that um, that kind of push the boundaries of, let's say, a religious podcast, right? Exactly. We're, kind of, we're cool like that. <laughs> um, but today, I think we, we're going to need to put on our, our our political hats a little bit, our citizen hats, as we welcome somebody who is um, going to shed some light on, on a very interesting topic, which is our religious freedoms, right? This, this person is a uh, executive director of an organization called CCDF um, in Travis County. That's the chapter in Travis County. CCDF USA, yeah. however, is an organization that provides tools and support to empower people like us to defend their freedoms and their liberties and to place local government back into the hands of the people. You know, so much of what we see on the news has become one sideshow after another. Our country is so divided uh, by politics and by the actions of politicians, by the actions of people who seem to not necessarily be doing uh, what we would consider as Catholics the most moral thing time and again and again yeah. we've discussed morality right on our Definitely. podcast we we've talked about morality can be best defined as doing the most loving thing but when we go into the world of politics even even as some of our subjects have attacked like um roe v wade and the overturning of that and 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 even yeah, as we look at the, it, the the topics of immigration and other things that we've talked about on our show yeah definitely <clears throat> We see a process uh, which involves uh, freedoms and liberties and, um, you know, people taking action on one side or another. And this organization is important and we wanted to shed light. And when you do go and fight for those freedoms and liberties and when you do try to do the, the moral thing by taking action, um, you know, you can make a difference in your community, in your world. Please, let's welcome Cindy Nahida. Cindy, thanks for joining us today. This is going to be, I, I feel, very enlightening. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here, honestly. So where do we start? Should, should we start with who is Cindy Nahida? Like, yeah. tell us a little bit about who, who you are as a Who person. is Cindy? Why? Why is Cindy? Why? No, I'm yeah. deep philosophical. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Wow. Well, um, well, I don't answer that. Start by saying that my dad was in the Navy, so I was born in Illinois, but then uh, you know moved to El Paso, Texas, because my parents mm. are Mexican uh, immigrants, and um, their family was all like either in Juarez or in El Paso, so that's that's where I grew up. 
and um, I'm married. I have four children, um, aging from uh, the youngest is 13 to the oldest is 29. Mm. And um, so after, I guess in 2016, my uh, husband decided to go to law school. And so we moved to Charleston, South Carolina. Honestly, it was, you know, one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in the in the world, but That's what I hear. Um, it's also known as the Holy City. And mm-hmm. the reason it's known as the Holy City is because there are more churches uh, per capita there than any other city in the country. I've heard that. And right and people are very religious. We found a, a wonderful Catholic church that we loved with, uh, with a priest named Father Mark Good, who really uh, was not afraid to tell the truth. What's in his name? (laughs) Father Good, obviously, right? (laughs) And what's funny is he was an ex-attorney and he didn't become a priest until I would say maybe he was like 50. But he, you know, he could see a lot of changes in the Catholic Church and he was not afraid, uh, like I said, to call them out. Future guest alert, Roger. Future (laughs) guest alert. (laughs) He was amazing. Or wrote it down already. My husband, we moved to Austin because of my husband's job. And, you know, it was, it was, it was sad for me leaving like such a beautiful place with my beautiful church and my, my work family. I'm actually a realtor by trade. I loved my work over there. And I felt like we moved to Austin and I was in like a snake pit. Oh, wow. Because I can imagine. There's something here. It, it, it's like in to be satanic i'm just gonna say it it is such a big difference because you're going from charleston south carolina to right. austin that's a huge difference and two things stowed up real quick is uh first uh new house alert she's a realtor that's also one you gotta write down the second <laughs> the first thing that comes up when you type her, her <laughs> yeah, name exactly. in google by the way. she's very good at that <laughs> yeah i could imagine that and then the second a side note real quick on i've been hearing that about charleston uh Carolina and that is so mm-hmm. beautiful even uh Danny McBride uh he wrote a show mm-hmm. called Righteous Gemstones and yes. he was living in LA and he actually moved him and a bunch of the other guys I think Seth Gordon Green they yeah. all moved to Charleston and they said they loved it and in an interview podcast he's the one who actually said yeah like there's a church in every corner like yes. every corner wow. okay so funny thing it. about wow. that um about that show is the scenes in the eighties were actually filmed at the church that I'm talking about. What? Um, And it's, um, they do flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. It's called St. Benedict. I've been wanting to go. I really been wanting to go. I've been hearing about Dang. it. And then when I heard that Danny McBride moved, I was yeah. like, what? I keep and hearing then... <laughs> beautiful green yes. scenery, great green, people. Yeah. The nicest people. So my son is, is in the coast guard and he actually just flew back this morning. He was in uh, Charleston. Oh, wow. um, actually, well, I won't say what he was doing, but someone else very famous was there uh, this week and he was, you know, kind of helping them out. Wow. That's cool. Um, All right. Sounds good. As long as it wasn't Putin. That's good. But he's like, God, mom, I, you know, I'm on the plane. I'm just so sad to leave. Like I, he actually lives in Houston. Oh, interesting. So they, they flew him out there for that. Yeah. They flew him out for some, you know, for this job. I grew up in Texas, moved mm-hmm. from Los Angeles, maybe six months ago, back to Texas. Uh-huh. And we, the perspective we bring from the big city, Los Angeles, after being away 30 years, 
is kind of what you're describing. But you're saying when you came from Charleston, there was a yes. huge gap coming back yes. to Texas, specifically Austin, Austin, which yeah. you basically just called a snake pit. This was <laughs> this. I can't even. Yeah. All our listeners in Austin away. just like no, okay. just like. Oh, I, but I'm blown away because we're driving around the streets of, of San Antonio and we mm-hmm. see billboards that are in front of businesses that say pray and and you know honor god and love god yes. and, you know things like that so you're this is even more to an extreme there like yes just- i mean so it was it was a little scary it was a little scary and i remember going downtown once and um my daughter was like there's just a darkness here right and and i i you can feel it um and i think a lot of this um, keep Austin weird, um, you know, mantra. Yeah. It, it was not just weird. It was, there was, there was a, a, an element of evil there uh-huh. that you recognized. Yes. I mean, I'm kind and of sensitive. And that's something that people who have a lot of faith, which I'm assuming we're going to get into that, but I'm yeah. assuming you're a person of faith. Absolutely. It, when you, un, when you come to understand the influences and what this as one exorcist said to me, what this whole thing is about is about a battle for souls. Yeah. And yes. when you really principalities adopt that, yeah. When you really Dominions. adopt that as a, as a, a, the glasses that you wear, or exactly, or even as we've said before, I think on our demon show, sort of like a veil lifts and you're yeah. able to see the world differently. And that's so interesting to hear you say that Cindy, not many people, um would would have that perspective but i believe you and and i'm buying into 100 what you're saying you recognize that there was a touch an element an influence there that wasn't nice that wasn't good and is that living in a city is that what kind of started you your turn towards this new organization or this this new path yeah it's this new path or is it a little bit later after that or is that the scene no i think it was pretty immediate um you know i've always thought that if if something isn't what what you want it to be then it's Mm -hmm. up to you to change it um meaning like if your church isn't what you want it to be then you it's up to you like if your neighborhood isn't what you want it to be like if your neighbors aren't friendly well it's up to you to go be friendly to the neighbors throwing myself into different little groups. And, and yes, most of them are conservative. Yeah. I mean, they, they are conservative because um, most of them are Christian based. Right. So um, CCDF itself is nonpartisan. Um, and the reason is because all the word Judeo-Christian organization, you know, the roots of our country, which were very, you know, Christian, Christian Judeo, we're, we're hoping that we can still appeal to, I feel like the liberals that their party has left them or not even liberal, but you know, the, a little more left leaning right. that their party has really left them behind. Okay. Um, it is, it is not the democratic party of Kennedy anymore. It is, it is a completely different party. Well, even um, Obama, I remember that when they asked him on marriage and, and if you play the old tape, Obama was like, no, we I believe in man and women marriage abort, like uh, Bill Clinton abortion. Uh, there wasn't in uh, rare, the way it is now. So and I know now. that's a big debate. The abortion, if you look right. at, you know, uh, Bill Clinton and all the other ones, um, they were singing a different tune, but it's interesting right. that it's a, it's, it's a nonpartisan organization that's trying to like appeal to the faith based, I guess. Yes. And, um, and we think, you know, they're still out there. They, 
I feel like they're not as um, tolerant as as uh, we are, um, but we're still trying to to include them, you know. And once I think once they realize that their party has left them behind, and you know, I don't think anybody believes that abortion up to birth is okay. Like who yeah. would <laughs> who would ever think that that's an issue? That that's right. something that they would want. Well, one of the, one of the things we didn't talk about CCDF because we're we're sort of we're sort of taking the approach of um, slowly bringing people into your world, but CCDF USA follows a very strict process in which they operate, and that process is based yeah. on a biblical model, and particularly uh, of Matthew. Uh, mm-hmm. chapter 18 right when when a breach of freedom or liberty is identified you guys model your response in in a certain way what is that well we try um and talk to them first like let's for example let's say that um we found that a school board member has gotten an influx of eight hundred thousand dollars into their bank account okay we can um, pretend that. Oh, that's support. kind of random uh-huh. okay Oh, wow. Yeah, just, um, you know, it, it's, it's happened. And, <laughs> wow. you know, and it just happened to, ha- to occur after they approved certain programs. Mm. You don't say, just school. all of a sudden. <laughs> just... All of a sudden. And then maybe, maybe a, a month or two after. And so, you know, once we have this evidence, like we, we approach the person and say, like, you know, we know that you've done this. We have proof. And we give them a chance to either, um, you know, resign or just or fix the problem. Um, like if it's a pornographic library book, you know, first we, we talk to the principal, let them know, you know, that this is in their libraries. It's a violation of this law. Please remove it and say if they don't, then we, um, you know, bring in the authorities. And then if they still don't fix it, then I mean, we, we try to work with them. And okay. um, give them a chance to to remedy the situation. That's a very the, Christian way to do it. I was going to say, like mm-hmm. in the scripture, when it says you have a problem, you go with you go with the person, go to the person face to face, and if mm-hmm. they don't listen, you take somebody else with you. Right. And if they don't listen, take it to the church. Very scriptural yeah. base, and and that yeah. that's a big hint of what we're going to talk about is mm-hmm. what you just said: pornographic books in the school libraries. Whoa! But before we get into that, so <laughs> yeah. the organization, how did you go? back on your journey how did you specifically get involved with this okay so i was um you know i was pretty active in like election integrity and i guess i should first say that the three pillars of ccdf are um well now there's four but education issues Mm -hmm. election integrity (laughs) financial accountability um or otherwise known as like follow the money (laughs) and Mm -hmm. now we've added um just violations of freedom so like um, a vaccine mandate or a mask mandate would be would fall under violations of freedom so that we can help those two. You know, people just kind of come to us or like we see um, we end up going to like most of the school board meetings mm-hmm. and look over agendas and just, you know, kind of see what's going on. Being in Travis County, uh, we feel like we have um, an advantage because we're right by the Capitol. Yeah. So I can go to the Capitol every day if I need to, to talk to people. Um, I don't, but, you know, just whenever there's a committee hearing or, or something, I'm able to go. I'm not actually in Austin. I'm in a little town called Lakeway. I started going to school board meetings um, 
my my son is in theater and I noticed that at the theater performance last year, they had switched some of the genders, you know, in the casting, they had switched like it to be a married from a married couple that were in keepers in an Agatha Christie play to a gay couple to, to women. And it was oh, wow. obviously not written is that this, way. This is a public school. This is a public school, public school, wonderful theater program. My son is super talented. You know, he's in all the plays. I was like, well, that's not, that's not right. You know, and then there's children in the audience. Um, you could tell it wasn't written that way because the cast members kept messing up. Like they kept saying your husband. And then, I mean, they your kept, wife. Oh, they kept like yeah? slipping. And then, yes, yeah. because they had learned the script. So it was a new on the cuff. Somebody just came in. It's a, somebody, maybe somebody yeah. just trying to put in, sneak in this and people still not getting it. And the parents weren't told or the, were there no, no telling or nothing. The parents weren't told. And then I, you know, I just kind of let it slide. And then um, I didn't really say anything about it. I was just like, gosh, we, you know, I didn't like that. You know, first of all, my husband and I, and then in the fall, we went to another play, you know, like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And my, my husband went to see it first because I was out of town and he came home and he was like, you know, you can't see it. And, wow. and I was like, why? It's a high school play. Well, <laughs> it was Heather's. And, you know, he, he was just like the way they dealt with suicide. And then they were laughing. And he goes, it's, it's not like it actually had what was crazy is this play performed by high schoolers had a mature audience rating. Interesting. So why is my 15 year old? Oh, yeah, I was about to say in a play that's rated for mature audiences being performed for grandparents and children and little brothers and sisters. So I went to the school board uh, with that and they they were shocked. They from the looks on their faces, they had no idea what was going on. Wow. And there, you know, when I when I started going to the school board meetings, I met a lot of you know very active people. Thank God I met all of these people because they're the, really the ones that then I went to a reawakening tour, that um, General Flynn's reawakening tour. I don't know if you guys have heard of that with Clay Clark. And that was in San Antonio. And there I met um, one of the speakers. Like, I mean, it's really all doctors that were speaking out against the vaccines and against the masks. And they had, I mean, lots of fabulous, fabulous people. They had Seth Keschel, who is an army captain that is um, an election integrity specialist. And I just met him briefly. He's like six, seven, six, eight. He's like wow. huge, very, very tall person. That is tall. But, um, but a complete sweetheart. And I, I met him briefly at this tour. And then in January of last year, there was um, a Save Austin thing at the Capitol, like a rally. And I went to that, like with a group of girls and, um, that's what Seth Keschel was a speaker again. And he remembered me. I gave him my business card. He was with a, with another woman that was um, also a realtor. So she and I exchanged cards and then it was kind of crazy, but his car broke down and he was like, well, I don't know anybody else in Austin. Can you help me? Um, wow. with this, not with this card, but borrow a car. He needed to borrow a car. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, i tried to help him with that. And, um, but then when his car was fixed, he was like, can you, I need I mean, like be my uh, chauffeur. I need to return the car I borrowed. Um, 
pick up my car from the mechanic that was in Austin. He actually, he lives in Fort Worth. So I said, sure, I'll do that. And then it was about a week after that. Um, honestly, I think it was a test, uh, you know, maybe like. Ah, he like slashed his own tires or something. He's yeah. like, I'm going to ruin this car and, and break <laughs> no. down or something like no, that. No, <laughs> I just have, but a test like of um, like, am I really a nice person? Am I a good oh. person? You know, yeah. like willing yeah. to take somebody and drive them around and, you know, and it was about a week after that, that he called and he was like, okay, so how, how tied are you into real estate? Like how, and I was like, oh, I, I love it. Why, you know, why? He's like, would you ever consider leaving it if I offered you a job full time? And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, what kind of job? And he's like, okay, so there's, um, there's a nonprofit. And he told me about CCDF. What they were doing is um, they had, they had found the places that had the most election fraud and dark money coming into our elections. Okay. Like you've heard of like the Soros funded district attorneys. Sure. Well, Austin has one. San Antonio has one. Um, Noises has one. Dallas has one. Wow. Um, th- these people that just kind of came out of nowhere and then they're not prosecuting uh, cases. They're not prosecuting crimes. So and follow the money mantra. Kind they were of, planted what you're saying? there. Uh huh. He paid for like their, he injected money into their campaigns. So put you know signs everywhere. And so when they won, they it, you know it was like oh, okay, well they got they did advertise a lot, you know. So, but it turns out, I mean, these people were were plants, and so um, that's why crime is up, and that's why uh, like all the police, you know, then they defunded the police. Right. He has also people on city council that you know vote certain ways. And so um, they, the, those overlapped, like the places that have those people like that and the most election fraud and dark money. Um, and Travis County was one of them. Um, there were 13 counties identified in Texas that had this overlap. And I'll tell you quickly what they are. They're Dallas County, Denton County, um, Collin County, uh, Tarrant County from Fort Worth. There's uh, Bayer County, Noises County, Travis, Williamson, Hayes, and El Paso. Wow. And how did they, so uh, the organization, uh, nonpartisan, faith-based, they're Mm -hmm. trying, um, how are they getting funded and how did they get, how did they get this? Like, this is, this is incredible to where uh, you're talking about uh, people getting all of a sudden like a check in their how is that? Well, okay, so funded? we do we do have like a national five hundred one c three, and then okay. the local five hundred one c fours and five hundred one c threes. So, um, but my job really is to fundraise to get my affiliate off the ground. Um, I am still not off the ground, so okay. I'm I'm very close. But um, like all this work that I've been doing since March, um, and when when they offered me the job and explained the job. I spoke with the founder. He flew in to um, to meet me. He met a few other people too. So since March, that's what I've been doing is trying to fundraise, get my chapter off the ground. Because once we fundraise uh, a certain amount, then I can start paying people, which is the difference between us and many organizations is that mm. we're not just volunteers. We are full-time. Uh, this is our full-time job. Yeah. yeah. And you left a successful uh, real estate job. That's incredible. Like what, what went yeah. through your mind? Like say, Hey, honey, um, 
honey, hi, yes, I'm going to leave, you know, this successful, you're going to what, to do what, like, how was that conversation? Like, how did you get in it? Well, um, I mean, after the initial shock, like what, and, and one of the things that Seth said is like, you're already doing this, like, let it, you know, let us pay you for it. But you you do have to leave your other job because this is like 80 hours a week, you know? So, you know, I prayed on it. Um, and then the state director Colby, who's amazing, called me and, um, you know, he prayed with me about it. A lot and of I, prayer I talked, then involved. Lots of prayers. Yeah. I, I talked to my husband about it. My husband honestly was like super excited because he knows that really? I'm so passionate about this. And he was like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, what's what's so funny is that about two weeks ago, he told me, you know, Cindy, it's my husband's name is Joey and he's amazing. But he goes. Cindy, like, I always thought we moved here for my job. And I was wrong. It wasn't for my job at all. We moved here for your job. Wow. wow. Yeah. You know, it was it was for you. Like, that's the last thing I ever thought, you know. And I'm assuming he I'm assuming he's a very faithful person as well, correct? He he just, absolutely yeah, is. I figure that. Yeah. Yeah. So Nahara, our last name is actually it was the seat of the Catholic Church in Spain for mm. like a thousand years or something so wow. it's a town in spain that had the wow. it was so the it wasn't the just a mediocre basketball player wow look at that <laughs> That's <really right>. no. <laughs> no it was um yeah very catholic so he was very supportive cool. in your decision to say you know what i'm yeah. quitting real estate i'm in it full time and so let's yeah. go from there uh mm-hmm. cindy full yeah. stop you're in it you're passionate what are some of the things you saw and in particularly the school the education system austin isd is really where i think it's it's the worst um my school district like i said is a smaller one and it's it's not so bad i think it's still it's run by by christians and we have lots of christians on the school board but austin isd has has really sold their soul sadly um it's very woke you know there's there's a new there's a new law that was passed a federal law that if a private citizen donates an in God we trust sign, uh, just FYI, the school has to has to post it somewhere. Um, wow. So we there's like a you know we need to all provide those for the for the schools. But um, but Austin ISD, I mean, I think it, it's all you know it's it's pretty gone. Like they're they care more about LGBT programs than than anything else. I think even than math, than English, than social studies. It's it's all about that. You said something about earlier about pornographic reading material. Yeah. Can you yeah. tell us about that? Because that was kind of like, yeah. wow, that's I how mean, I could imagine. Uh, even it doesn't matter, even if it's middle school, you know, yeah. somebody like, oh, well, maybe it's high school, it's middle school, but elementary, and, middle school, high school. What was some, that? And how did you discover uh, that? Who brought that to you? Well, I'm also in another group called Moms for Liberty, and um, really the books was was their main focus, getting the, these books out of the libraries. But um, and so when I joined that, I was like, wow. I mean, it's hard to believe, right, that there is there are pornographic books in the libraries, in the school libraries. Like, how how does this happen? And I admit it was hard for me to believe too. Like come on, that's, that's not real. But when you actually look at these books, um, so what happened is that COVID, right, brought in a lot of federal funding 
and it was just, it was free money, you know, free money to, you can put, put up barriers between the desks. You can, here's extra disinfecting wipes, et cetera, et cetera, millions and millions of dollars. Um, but, you, you know, if we give you this money, you have to accept everything that comes with it. Mm. And many of these, oh. um, these books came in like in bundles. So these, these books are award-winning, award-winning, <laughs> they okay. say. They're written by, usually by, um, they say, an author of color. So Hispanic or Black um, authors. You know, they, they have like 10-year-old boys giving each other BJs. Girl on girl, um, the graphic novels with drawings and depictions of, of this. I've seen um, some of the uh, depictions uh, even before. Uh, this I think a few years ago I remember yeah. seeing, but maybe a year ago or so seeing videos of like school board meetings and the parents were like telling them like hey and then they're showing them and I was like whoa yeah you know, I told my I think I showed my wife and and she was like completely shocked and I was like oh yeah I forgot like she doesn't follow any like stuff like that so I was like yeah no mm -hmm. no they they've been doing this and I saw some of the the you were saying pictures and they're like yeah I was like wow th these are pictures. Yeah, of, of depicting stuff, and it's so hardcore. Yeah, hardcore. Hard, yes, hard. Yeah, yes, hardcore. hardcore. Exactly, and like so, so uncomfortable that um, my counterpart in in like Hayes County said, "Hey, do you have any of those books? Um, you know that I can borrow for one of his meetings, so I can show people, and even just like exchanging the books." or printouts of the like copies of the books with him yeah. like, like i'm an adult sharing something um sexual with another adult like in a workplace yeah, that would be considered sexual harassment exactly oh yeah like, absolutely if i had these pictures like up on my wall like in my cubicle or something oh yeah that is sexual harassment good point yet they're giving it to children in the public and schools, that's in a public wow. school, we pay for it. And yeah. yet they're calling it educational. And then so when, of course, we protest, then they're like, oh, you're trying to silence these voices of color. Okay. I'm like, no, like, I can't see what color the author is from their name on the on the cover. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't see yeah. that. I don't that's the last thing I care about. But because most of them are, and I, I think that was deliberate. I think, oh, yeah. they went, I think they went to these authors. Yeah and said, hey, why don't you, I want you to write a book about this and we're going to make sure it gets lots of awards and wow. we'll get it in every school. You'll be rich, you know, just, or maybe they didn't even write it. They're like, maybe we just put your name on the cover, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. So that later they can cry racism. Could you name uh, a couple, like, I almost feel weird about like, I almost, I feel, like you said, I almost <laughs> feel dirty about like, but can you yeah. just in case somebody because oh no again first of all if you just you there's so many videos there are so yeah. many videos you can find on the internet of the public school meetings of the the parents yeah. showing them but just in case uh they're very very lazy no i'm not saying mm -hmm. but if some people so many people uh just kind of like what's one of the names of the books just like there's one called some. lawn lawn boy and I've there heard are of two, that i've yeah, heard of there that. are two Why lawn I, boys one is okay and the other one is um is not okay. Lawn so boy, two okay. versions of that book, but you know, there are two different books with the same yeah. title. So okay. one of them is bad. There's one for elementary school called, am I normal? 
Ele- for um, elementary. Uh-huh. There's one called um, Blue is the Bluest Color or something like that. Blue is the Bluest Color. Yeah, that one is very graphic. I'm going to put um, all of them in the show notes, by yeah. the way. No, no. Oh I think this is the last yeah. time. On no, that I'll verify the titles for you. I don't know. You. Maybe, you know what? Right. I might just to shot um we're me and dusty were talking about something earlier about abortion and i was like i, I don't want to watch those videos where they actually do it the horrific stuff uh, and i was yeah. telling dusty he's like yeah they show it to, sh- to kind of shock you like look this is what it is it's ugly you got to look at it and it's i was ugly. like i don't think i can uh and maybe people need to be like that maybe somebody's listening out there and they kind of they need that and they look at it like oh my goodness this is what cindy was talking yeah. about like maybe they need that shock i don't know I mean, it's because they don't, they don't believe it. Uh, You know, they don't believe that this is actually in their libraries and that we've paid for it and that children have access to it. It it is hard to believe. I mean, honestly, my, my husband knows that I, uh, you know, do all of this, right. But I've never actually shown him the books. I've, he's heard me read from like printouts of the book. Right. Wow. I showed him the books and he was like, Oh my God. Wow. Are you serious? I'm like, hello, I've been talking about this for like almost yeah. a year now. Like, seriously. I thought you were playing, right? Like, yeah. I thought you were just playing. No, it's just, uh, you need to see it with your own eyes. Yeah. Like, and then just to know that this is like, um, you know, the school board says that this is okay. Uh, you know, sixth graders, seventh graders, eighth graders, so sixth middle grade. school. Oh. So 11-year-olds are reading this. Oh, man. Like, you know, just... Can you imagine? I mean, our daughter is 13. So, and what are some of your experience going to these school board meetings? Like, what are they, when you hold their feet to the fire, like you talked about, like how we're, some of them have uh, all of a sudden, like, oh, hey, I just bought a new boat. And then I'm like, and then this book comes (laughs) in. What do they say when y'all confront them? Like, when y'all say, hey, when you said you give them the chance, what do they say or what's their excuse? Well, the the confrontations have really happened in Florida because Uh that's where, um, that's where they're they're set up already. They got mm-hmm. started first, and so okay. um, yeah, I can't really do any of that because I don't have the legal team behind uh-huh. me yet. Um, but I'm I'm very very close, and um, school boards here. I mean, I can do everything as a volunteer. I just can't bring yeah. legal behind it. it, right? Like my school board, great. The parent, the they listened. They asked questions. They were fantastic. Austin ISD. Ian's ISD, they stare blankly. Mm. They don't care what parents have to say. They're just, they're blank. There's wow. no expression. Um, it's almost like. Doll's they, eyes. Remember the black yeah. eyes and jaws. Remember their doll's <laughs> eyes. And no, a quick yeah. story, a quick story mm-hmm. about that. I know what you're talking about because I had recently went to a, a town hall meeting or whatever, the city council meeting mm-hmm. uh, with the mayor and all the city council members. And I had this, it's a long story, but a short version. Uh, it was very oh, dusty. I don't want to, you're making me feel uh, self-conscious now. I don't want to say the word. There was a dynamic yeah, I said it. Yes, I did. Dynamic okay. presence. Because I have a word. I always say it wrong for some reason. But anyway, there's a dynamic presence there. And when people brought up faith or religion, people boo, F this, F that. They're booing. And I was in the back practicing. My speech oh my was very good, like logical. I even like in my speech, I even said, I respect the office of the city council and all this stuff. And so very respectful, very 101. You know, this is how you start finishing in. Uh, but then I let it overwhelm me and I just went off the cuff because everyone was reading their speeches and looking 
mainly at their speeches they weren't staring at the the faces of the council members mm -hmm. but me i went up there and something took over and i just like forget this speech i even started reading i was like uh yeah i was like you know what? forget this and i started <laughs> like joking and mocking i was like are you serious like making fun of them and i would look at every last one of the members eyes yeah and i was i was like are you serious i looked at the mayor's eyes i looked and one of them guys was like looking down the whole time not just for me but other people and i was like that guy's not even looking like i could literally call him out yeah um, and so there's a video out there if y'all want to find it. I, I would suggest oh, find it because yeah. I, again, not my proudest moment, uh, because I did kind of like, I was like, forget this. I was making fun of them, mocking them, joke, saying all this stuff. And then I went into like uh, a little bit of philosophy, but I looked at them in there and I know what you're saying. They did not care. They did yeah. not care. But at least I was like, that's why I was like, forget my speech. I know you don't care. Your mind's made up. Yeah. And they, yeah, of course they voted to do the criminalization of abortion. Do you think they've, they've sold their soul or why isn't there anything behind their eyes? Um, that's a hard question because I do believe some have, and I think some of it is literally not that they, I don't think they believe it themselves. They don't believe in the devil or God. I just think they believe in money prestige power and mm -hmm. they're doing it like they don't believe in this they, i think some of them do think this is crazy like why are we doing this abortion why are we doing this putting this in the school systems i don't even think they believe it or care but i think that it's prestigious to do this it's the in thing you know they don't want to be ostracized they don't want to go through the suffering of being a leopard of this culture and i think some of them just kind of make money or power prestige or office their job yeah. And some, I think, do think they really believe this and want this, but I, I can't make a judgment on their heart. So I'm not too sure, but I know it's something like that. Yeah. And I think they're just, you know, they're, they're globalists. So they've been trained, you know, the agenda, the, the agenda is very clear to them and they all have to push the agenda, which mm -hmm. is like the one world order, um, no individual rights, no freedom, the government makes all the decisions and it's really a way for, I mean, think about the disparity, like in our incomes that has happened with COVID, like how many more billionaires are there? Amazon and a few other companies, they got even bigger yeah. and then everyone's always, Oh, Jeff Bezos, all this. And then, but they got even more bigger. Um, but you said something interesting. Um, you said freedom, mm -hmm. freedom, freedom, all this stuff. I know dusty, uh, we're big on obviously it's it's in the the title of the show faith and geekdom mm -hmm. that faith part how do we as dusty maybe you want to articulate this how is us faith the faithful how do we fight for our rights well, how do you well, dusty yeah, what do you, you want to like because i know uh you're very good at, at bringing in that like as us faithful the faithful the 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 layman the layman and the the hierarchy how are we to do this? How are we to protect our uh, religious? Freedom? Well, you know, it, it's interesting because yes. there's, there's a gosh, there's so much. I haven't wanted to to interrupt. I, I Cindy's yeah. got so much momentum and she's got so much stuff that she's sharing. There's so much we could do several shows on these types of topics, right? But the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, this is based on a biblical approach to, to problem solving uh, what, what, what Cindy's organization is doing. When the problem so that I see, and I've seen it and I've 
even spoken about it several times is when people think of Jesus, they think of him as this sort of, you know, peacekeeping guy who didn't want to rustle any feathers sometimes. And no, that isn't the case at all. This <laughs> is guy. the same guy who came and was turning tur- tables over when you know, at the temple and, and, and Making he whips. showed up and, and he told us, you know, don't your, your job is not to show up and, and be the middle of the road. you got to buy a, a side yeah. and you've got to, and you've got to pick your battles. And, 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 and he did that by example. Mm-hmm. But what I'm present to, however, is that we live in a cancel culture. We live right. in it. When you speak up, you are immediately ostracized. If there you, you don't go. go with, um, with what everybody else is going with. Go. And we're, right. and we're like lemmings. Now we're yeah. going off the side of cliffs and we're going into, um, unfortunately, really horrific situations as a society, as a world, right? But how do you navigate that, Cindy? For example, going back to the beginning of the program or, or, or earlier in the program, when you were talking about, you saw, you, you became aware that there was a play that had been rewritten to, um, some might say, for inclusion, to include a gay couple into mm-hmm. the play. This is going on in our school, right? right. For children, it's being shoved down our throat. Uh, I see it in Hollywood all the time. Um, I'm, I'm torn as a Christian because I'm also to love the sinner, not the sin. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. to judge, right. Somebody's behaviors, um, uh, all of these things, uh, certainly our Pope has talked about, uh, being best friends with, with a gay couple and, and so forth. But this is something that's present to us. How do you navigate that? Like where, well, where's the stance yeah. there? Yeah. Okay. Good. So first of all, I've never cared whether anybody likes me or not. <laughs> that's good. Okay. That's, there you go. All right, show. That's it. That's yeah. the end of the show. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you next that's week. Exactly. Yeah. And, and honestly, you know, I had my father-in-law who's like a sweetheart. He, um, he was like, Cindy, aren't you afraid that nobody's going to buy houses from you? If, uh, because of your, how you post in your social media and everything that you're doing. And I said, no, they pick me because of my social media. Mm, Like nobody would ever call me. I mean, I'm sure everybody kind of looks through people's social media and honestly, that's how I've gotten my clients was, you know, so I think they pick me because of that. Um, I'm very adamantly, you know, Christian and, um, yeah, you you gotta you gotta stand strong. Like, if God is with me, who can be against me? Nice. I don't I don't want their business if if they don't you know I, I don't want it if they don't like God and Jesus and they think I'm too much. Okay, that that's okay. And and you know, in a country divided like we're in, um, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously our listeners, some of them are are republicans and some of them are not uh some of them are 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 democrats Mm -hmm. and we don't want to exclude anybody we don't want to lose half our audience either way but at the end of the day like i said at the beginning of the podcast you have to live your life as the bible says as jesus teaches us um love 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 your neighbor like you love yourself but also you live morally right yeah living Mm -hmm. morally and we're losing sight of that 
every day. And what your organization is doing is calling attention to that. It's you're doing very important work. Oh, thank um, you. And no, yeah. it's it, and and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on to to make people aware that organizations like you uh, exist. Do you right. ever get approached by people who say? Hey, call, I'm calling attention to this to you. Like this is going on. Yeah, and, that's a good and question. do you even have the resources or the people good or the question. time to follow up with with things like right. that? So, so I do, I do, and um, and you know, there's so much going on. Um, so we just have to kind of figure out if it um if it falls into one of our pillars, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the Harris County affiliate is already set up. So, and they have an attorney. So up and running, right? very open lines of communication, um, there. And so we can always call them and, um, say, Hey, you know, you, you call, um, or talk to this person and talk to that person and they can help you. Um, and this is just until we get, um, fully set up, which I, I'm thinking will be probably the end of this month. Um, we're, we're going to run out of time and I, I don't want that to happen before we explore <laughs> with you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what can people do to become more involved, to make sure Great. that you are properly launched, that you, they, you know, do, awesome. are, are there other chapters that are all over the place? What uh, Tell us more about that. So there are, um, you know, other chapters like in Texas, I, I named them earlier. Yeah. Um, the ones that are set up are, is really Harris and okay. Nueces County. Okay. But you can always donate um, on our website, ccdfusa.com. Um, there's a, a fund freedom button on the right-hand side. Right. If you click there, you can um, donate to any of the counties that um, this is like a little drop-down menu. Okay. And you can choose Travis County. Um, we're working on getting uh, Bayer County set up and, and all the others. Um, but you can even $25 a month would it, would go a long way. Um, I mean, whatever, $10 a month, $5 a month. If you want to give a thousand dollars a month or a $1,000 one-time donation, it's very flexible. Um, you can always donate there or, and also sign up as an ambassador, a CCDF USA ambassador. There's like, I saw that on your website. Button. What does that entail? Yeah. What is that? So, so when you sign up as an, as an ambassador, you get, um, you get like emails that show you all the things that we're doing. Okay. And, um, and also you get invited to all of our different events. I'm actually having an event, um, on August 26th, but it's at a private home. So capacity is kind of limited there, but, um, yeah, if people want to call me, um, or is, there, is, me, there, is that list growing by the way, like are people signing yes, up? Okay. They are. And I feel like, um, I mean, there's so many wonderful grassroots organizations out there, um, and, and we're all a little bit different. We all focus on different things. Um, but I think because we have um, like such a strong presence in Florida and they've actually had a lot of wins in Florida because they got started mm. last year. Okay. Um, mm. They're the ones that actually um, that got the vaccine mandates reversed at Disney. Oh, interesting. Wow, they did and, that. And your, your, particular, your particular group has, has only been around how long, Cindy? Um, April of 2021. Oh, so it's yeah. in its infancy so it's, still. It's new. Yeah. And it was, it was born um, because, you know, our founders, there's two founders. So they, they were invited to Mar-a-Lago after the election of 2020. And they were, you know, there with like, they were donors. And so they, they, um, they were there with some politicians and, you know, talking with everybody, uh, they realized that nothing was going to be done 
about the 2020 election. And the reason that they were told is like, real, you know, it, it was Rand Paul that told our founder, oh, only, it's like, you don't understand, 95% of Congress is bought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there's- Wow. There's, oh, they decided to do something. They're not going to do anything about it. And so that was like very disheartening to them. And they're I like, well, it. we're, we're going to do something. You know, Soros, your Soros has Arabella advisors and they're targeting not, you know, not all the counties in the United States, they're targeting, targeting specific counties. And mm. if we target, you know, the similar, the same counties, not, we can't, we don't want to do anything in California because, you know, that's too far gone, but just target the main, the main ones, um, you know, kind of going towards the East coast, like starting Texas and then going to the East coast, um, that they're targeting, maybe we can, we can fight it with light and we have God on our side and, you know, we can, we can make a difference locally. I mean, we're, we're working all the elections. We're poll watching, we're poll judges. We're signing them up. I have a great team here in Travis County. Um, that is amazing. And, um, you know, we have volunteers that go to the different city councils because there's, you know, so many different municipalities in Travis County. There's um, like Pflugerville, there's Maynard, there's um, Westlake, there's Rollingwood, there's uh, Lakeway, besides Austin, there's so many. So we have people go to all the little city council meetings, um, just kind of, you know, watch and let us know what's going on. Um, And then all the different school boards. Um, There are seven in Travis. And um, yeah, just we're fighting. I mean, locally, like we're, you know, we help uh, vet candidates for school boards. We help find candidates for school boards. And that's, that's something that we have been able to do with, because we, we don't need a lawyer for that. Um, just, you know, trying to find people to run. I do need, um, I think, four more people to run in Austin ISD. Um, we found one person that's a great candidate, but um yeah, I mean, we just need to bring it back to family values, uh, parental rights, uh, bring bring God back into our schools. And, that sounds um, good. I like that. Yeah, I, mean, I like that. Bring God and, back. And, and I want to say again, you know, I I I, I mm-hmm. like it too. And I don't want the audience who may feel like, oh, this is far too Republican for me. No, all yeah. these things that, that not, Cindy's yeah. talking about. Uh, apply on both sides of the aisle they really do and it really depends on what you feel are those moral issues that you want addressed and going after the mobility that that you're describing going into action is what's important here Mm -hmm. um i'm i'm a person who never votes along straight party lines i look at every issue i make the moral decision and then i go after what i think is right uh but I love, love, love what, what you're doing, Cindy. And obviously we're supporting you. We have a new friend of the show here, Roger, Thanks. who I think yeah. we're going to need to have on again. Definitely. You have other ones. especially a very big battle going on, Cindy, uh, yeah. that you need to discuss and educate people on. That's what we're here for. Oh, so, that'd be great. Yeah. Thank yeah, you so no, much. And please pray for Austin. Um, yes. I, you know, one thing before we, we go, I didn't want to mention one thing is that, um, have you heard of scripture steaks? No, tell us. No. About are they delicious? 
I want my medium rare. They're actually rare kind of guy. Um, like stakes that go into the ground. Oh. And, um, I think a church, uh, I'm not sure where the church is, but it was a church in Texas. Um, not a Catholic church, but, you know, an, a different denomination that that the pastor came up with them. They have scripture, like the number of the scriptures written mm. on the sides of the stakes. And you, they were made to stake your home, you know, like oh. in the name of God. And then, the, you know, it comes with a pamphlet that you read aloud. Um, so my, my state director told me about them, that he had staked his house because he was like, you know, we're in a spiritual war war. And Definitely. you will probably be targeted. So yes. go get these and protect your house. And, and so I did, but then I thought, you know what, who really needs uh, protection is, is Travis County. Mm-hmm. So I ordered like 16 of them okay. <laughs> and my team and I went and we staked out far wow. West Travis, South Travis, East Travis by the airport. We went, you know, past the airport, North, Tra- North Travis County. Man, that's and living then, your faith. I love it. And yeah, then, you know, oh, and I sprayed them with holy water before we stuck them in and <laughs> prayed against, um, yeah. against witchcraft. And that's coming up a lot. That's been, yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's one thing that I haven't talked about, but I can feel that's it. another episode. I have to get that's into. another episode. So, um, and then I, I said, you know, I felt evil on South Congress Street. So I'm going to go stake that out. And and we did. And um, that's where the capital is, too. So, you know, it was like a d- doubly powerful. And then we did 4th, 5th, 4th Street, 5th Street and 6th Street, which is a lot of, you know, a lot of chaos goes on over there. Yeah, 6th Street. Yeah. Um, and um, so, you know, we did that about, I would say, about two months ago. And, um, and we prayed at every location. And, um, so about a week after each person that I went with to do this with, they, you know, individually called me and said, you know, I can feel something different. Like, I feel like what we did really made a difference and it did make a difference. And I have proof because one of the locations that we had picked out, um, on Congress street, um, was the site of a costume store, okay, which had been there for years. My son had gone in there to look for a costume for his play. And we were supposed to just drop him off. And my daughter is like, mom, there's like pentagrams in here. Like, we can't can't leave our, we can't leave him here. Like she's, she was 12 at the time. We can't leave our 15 year old here is what she was saying. And I looked around and I was like, oh my gosh. And the girl, you know, had uh, satanic tattoos and a pentagram shirt, the sales girl. And then like everybody there, I just kind of looked at them. They were all, maybe they were all high. I don't know. They were all, they were out of it. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like we can't leave him here. So we stayed a little bit. And then he was finally like, mom, you're the only parents here. Like you got to go. So we went outside, we prayed the St. Michael prayer, mm, um, love it. like outside of the store and everybody was just kind of walking around us, you know, look, looking at us, whatever, but it's a short prayer. So, um, yeah. then we went back and picked. So th- across the street from that is, is the place that I picked to stake out. Mm. And then my friend who had lived here 18 years said, by the way, there was a, there was a witchcraft store. Like that used to be maybe two doors down from wow. there, 
but it's since gone out of business. Um, but I remember like, no wonder you felt evil here. Right. Right. Um, yes. Again. Yeah. Well, so that was like two months ago. So then my, one of the girls that I went with said, Cindy sent me this photo and she said, did you see this? And I looked at it and it was the notice that that store was going out of business. Oh man, that's great. That is wow. No more pentagram shirts, no more I heart Satan, none of that. I'm, that I'm, gonna, I'm gonna send Cindy a whole bunch of addresses where we need <laughs> the same thing. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I love that staking idea. And if worst case scenario, if nothing else works, it'd become mm-hmm. really handy in a vampire apocalypse. It would. <laughs> it would. I mean, I carry oh, one in my car. So great, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but you know, again, that's one of the things your yeah. veil has been lifted, Cindy, and you yeah. see the world in a very different way. You're blessed to. Uh, some people might say cursed to see it in that way, mm. but it really is a blessing because it, al- it allows you to avoid situations that will put you in danger, you and your family, and very quickly eliminate them from, yeah. from your path if possible. That's at least been my experience since, since the veil was lifted, I feel, from my eyes. Yeah. And so, you know, there's people out there who listen to podcasts and say, what are they talking about? This is, isn't this witchcraft itself? No, actually... This is a spiritual battle that is going on and our souls, uh, and and in this case, the souls of our politicians, of our cities, of our county governments are um, being, you know, exploited. And and unfortunately, in so many places around the world, around the country, we're seeing the the disastrous results of this. So I commend you for what you're doing. Um, we ask people to definitely visit your website yes. and our show notes and support you, especially those listeners in, in Austin who may be listening. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you time. so much. And will you, and will you come back at some point? Oh, absolutely. I felt like nice. I was talking to uh, some old friends. So. Nice. Oh, thank nice. you. Nice. Thank you so much, Cindy. Oh, man. Thank you. This has been a wonderful episode. Again, I am Roger. I'm Dusty. And that is Cindy. This has been Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. God bless and Godspeed. Good night. God bless you all.